Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 49 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Grant. He likes your yabos, Youngsma, and Caitlin, Black Flame Youngsma. <laughs> How's it going, Grant and Caitlin? Those are the weirdest names I've ever heard. <laughs> you must not be listening to the podcast very often, Caitlin, because Phil has a new nickname every week. Yeah, that's my signature. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying those are weird. <laughs> I couldn't. I I literally couldn't think of anything better than he likes your albums <laughs> as an intro. <laughs> it's so, a pretty signature with this movie that we're talking about today. Everyone knows that line. Um, I would say so. So we are, as we record this, we are uh, T minus a week from Halloween. Um, less than a week. Um, it's coming out. Uh, Halloween's on Friday. We're recording Saturday. this on Saturday. I'll probably post this no, today. Halloween's on Saturday. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're it's right. a week away. Yeah, you're right. It's a week from today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, that's the whole reason we didn't want to record this next Saturday because it would have been on the day of Halloween yeah. and then people wouldn't listen to it after Halloween. It's just super lame. So we were recording this a week before Halloween. Uh, I'll probably post it today as, as well. So hopefully it'll be up by Saturday uh, night, a full week before Halloween. You'll have a chance to watch um, Hocus Pocus. Probably if you're listening to this, you probably have seen it you know, a dozen times like we, ha- we have. Uh, the movie did come out in 1993. But... Um, we uh, are going to be reviewing it, uh, giving our, our 2020 spin on this uh, Halloween classic. Um, uh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we're an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus, including this Halloween classic, 1993's Hocus Pocus. Uh, bef- but before we do, um, I wanted to do just a quick um, uh, news discussion. We uh, have been, Grant and I have been doing this uh, weekly uh, recently. I didn't prep you guys for this at all, so uh, we'll just <laughs> jump into it. I'll read, okay. read the news. So um, have you guys ever seen the, the original movie Willow? No. 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 Okay, I'm getting blank stares. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll talk about this news briefly and then we'll move straight to the movie. Okay. <laughs> so the, the only news I could find that was of any consequence for Disney Plus this week was um, they, they've been, it's been rumored for years and years. Um, it, the rumors really picked up when Disney Plus launched in November of last year. Um, but it's official. Uh, the original movie Willow, um, which came out in the, I want to say 90s, 80s, a uh, long time ago. We actually reviewed it on this podcast. Um, I think it was just right before you took over the co-host chair. But um, the Willow uh, sequel series uh, officially gets a go at Disney+. Plus. It's going to be straight to wow. Disney+. Plus. Um, uh, they have a director and everything. So Don, or John, John M. Chu is going to be the director for the, um, for the series. Um, it's going to be a direct sequel to the original uh, Willow movie. So the original okay. uh, content is all uh, just a film um, that came out to theaters. This is actually going to be some kind of a series and it's going to take place 
uh, years after the events of the original movie that was directed by Ron Howard. And, and what's that about? Um, it's it's about um, uh, kind of like a Hobbit type type character. It's a okay. fantasy film. Um, it's a um, uh, you know unlikely hero type type of story where you know this. It's actually not that far off from um, Lord of the Rings, where like you know the Hobbit is like the least likely character to yeah. be the hero in that story. Okay. And so um, it's it's basically kind of that. Um, and um, I think one of the biggest news from the article that I read was that the series is going to be filmed and produced by Lucasfilm directly. Oh. So wow. yeah, so this is it the Star be Wars. Very good then. Yeah, yeah. They they basically are are leveraging the power of Star Wars uh, to make this series. Wow. So um, pretty cool. I, as as excited as we are for Mandalorian coming out in the next week, um, the production value could be honestly just as high for Willow um, wow. for the sequel. So. Um, that's crazy yeah anyways um so that's pretty big news then yeah it is big and i i think it, it'll be like a really neat exclusive for them like there's no way that this comes out on any other service or even in theaters yeah. so it's you have to be a disney plus subscriber to get this content if you loved willow um i didn't grow up with willow but um i had a lot of friends that did and loved it when we reviewed it on the earlier this year on this podcast so um yeah i'm very excited about it it says uh, the the uh, news article says the show will introduce all new characters to the magic magical realm of fairy queens and two headed uh, Ebersisk monsters, hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so That's exciting. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see um, like how they do like a sequel to a movie that you know starred an actor that was much much younger. Warwick Davis is um, you know much older than he was now. He's fifty now. Yeah, um, so. Um, I, I would assume he would be in the series. Maybe you would expect him to be some kind of like mentor to whoever the actual, I mean, I don't, maybe he is the main character, but I'm wondering if it's, it's going to be a, a handoff to somebody else and he kind of helps that, um, that move, that move forward. So yeah. anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm super excited about that. Uh, chances are we don't see that for a very long time. It's probably going to be at least a year. It, okay. It's going to take a while for them to, to, to film it. So, because they wanted to be good, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, again, f- fans have been fans of that film for s- so many decades at this point. Like they have to nail it. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this movie that we're about to talk about, fans have been calling for a sequel. Yeah, for a long there is gonna time. be one. Yeah, that's and that's confirmed. They are making yeah. one. Um, uh, my hope is that it would be out by next Halloween. That would be wonderful. Halloween twenty twenty one. So, it just depends on on health, like COVID nineteen, and like. Like not you know numbers in most of the states in, in the country are, are climbing right now. Like yeah. it if they can't film for a while or like if there's not a vaccine for you know until January February you know available publicly and stuff like that. Um, you know it it could be it could be quite a bit um, before um, you know we see anything like that. So uh, it would be a shame if that movie came out two years from now. And there's no way that they're they're going to release a Hocus Pocus sequel not in October. It's going to de- definitely be at Halloween time. So. Um, I should mention audio wise, there is some roof construction going on across the hall from where we're, we're recording this uh, in uh, Grant and Caitlin's um, dining room. <laughs> and so um, if you hear like some, they're literally, it sounds like the seven dwarves are like constructing a house across the, across the street. So um, if you hear like a little like banging sounds in the background, uh, that's, that's all that's going on. We're not being um, attacked by uh, garden gnomes or anything. And like our that. own Thackeray Binkses. Yeah. Roaming trying the house. To, she's trying to eat the soundboard. Yeah, it's the joys of uh, recording not in a recording studio. <laughs> so, 
Um, so yeah. So if you, if we, uh, like have to like, you know, pause the podcast for a second and come in for a second, like you'll, you'll know exactly what's going on. So, all right, let's get to it. We've been talking about it for months now. Uh, everyone knows that we, we love to talk about holiday stuff. So, uh, Halloween's the, uh, 1993's Hocus Pocus starring Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. And I I forget the name of the other lady. Kathy Okay. Thank you. Grant for the win. Um, and some other people. Thora Birch is the the kid, which is yep. it's it's weird to see her in a kid role because she's done like she as a, she's been an adult. She's done like a lot of indie films and other movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But um, I've actually not seen her in anything else. Have you ever seen? It's like Monkey Trouble. I think is the name of the movie. I don't think so. I don't think I legit don't think I've seen her in anything else. I used I used to own that movie. Yeah, it's called Monkey Trouble, and she like. Um, comes like somehow gets this monkey and it's like been trained to like steal stuff from people <laughs> and so she it's like pick pack pickpocketing all these people and she like it sounds like disney it's probably not it's funny <laughs> um i don't i don't think it's disney isn't it? <laughs> i don't know who it's uh, I new mean, line cinema okay i don't know i used to own the dvd of it i liked it when i was a kid okay it's for four kids. It sounds like. Yeah. Um, I think probably most people know her for American beauty, which she won, she won a, um, uh, awards for, for that highly acclaimed film. I've actually never seen that movie, so I can't comment on it. But, um, as far as like actors in this movie that kind of got their start in this movie and then moved on, she's pretty much the only one yeah. like Bette Midler. Obviously a lot of people knew who she was. Um, the, um, sorry, I already forgot her name, but the other, uh, lady, uh, she like sister act. I feel like it was around this time. Like she had done some other movies kind of around this, this era, this period of film. And then Sarah Jessica Parker had been around for, for quite a few years. We, we did flight of the navigator on this, uh, podcast and, and, you know, talked about other movies that she's been in, in the eighties and nineties. So, um, but yeah, Thor Birch was kind of like the, the big star, like the big, like, you know, coming out for this like new, new actress type of thing. So, uh, anyway, um, let's start with kind of general thoughts on the movies. Um, you know, you guys can talk about nostalgia with it or favorite scenes or like, you know, uh, do you love this movie? Do you hate it? Like what, what's your kind of your general thoughts on the movie? And then we'll get into kind of what happens in it. You can go first. Cause. Um, I wouldn't say this is my, like one of my favorite movies of all time, but I enjoy it, I guess. I usually watch it every Halloween because I'm forced to by Grant. So oh, okay, so this is more Grant's idea. It yeah. let, let's say let's say Grant died tomorrow. Uh, okay, and, and, and then <laughs> and then it, and then it's Halloween 2021. Do you watch this movie? Yeah, probably. Just Cause, cause in you, honor of him. You remember him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really i I don't remember ever watching this movie before I knew Grant. Okay. To All be right. honest. Yeah, that's okay. That's telling. Okay. So Grant, what are your I absolutely love this movie. (laughs) Um, If you go back and listen to our top 10 episode, this movie came in at number two for me. Oh, that's right. And if D2 of the Mighty Ducks would have never came to Disney+, Plus, this would have been my number one movie. I absolutely love this movie. I've watched this movie for every Halloween for I don't know how many years now, but 
Um, it kind of went. How did you find out about this movie? Was it like on? Is it was it on Disney Channel or anything? Or it had to have been either on that or it's like or like an I, ABC I special. Think they had it on Disney in the early years. But here's the thing: it kind of creeped me out when I first saw it because I was like seven or eight, and it was kind of creepy to me. But then once I became like a teenager, I watched it again, which is kind of like the movie The Ring. I saw that at a really early age. Oh, really? And like my early teens was when it came out. Uh-huh. So, um, or I don't even remember when it came out, but it really freaked me out because I saw it in middle school. But then I watched it again, and it's like one of the dumbest movies I've ever it's seen. Like signs <laughs> too. It's, it's not even scary. Like signs. Yeah, yeah. So that movie was so dumb. This movie <laughs> I saw when I was like seven or eight, and it really creeped me out. But then when I saw it again in like my teens. I thought this movie is awesome. And so literally probably for, I don't know, like at least 10 years in a row, I've watched this movie on Halloween. Oh, wow. Okay. I would say we probably watch this most years. Um, there's definitely been a year or two in there in the last 10 years that we haven't watched it. Um, I know it's it's kind of a cult favorite of my wife's. Um, I think she's, she in our, in our relationship, She the roles are reversed. Like she's more like, let's watch Hocus Pocus and like, Okay, and then here's what here's what happens. I get I get into the first five minutes. It was like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I remember. I don't know if I like this movie. And then I get about twenty minutes into it. I'm like, yeah, I do like this movie. <laughs> like I always forget how good it is. Like every time I watch it, um, and because I, we watch it uh, yearly, but there's all all like you know how holiday movies are are going. Like the movie's on, but like no one's like. I mean, maybe you are, but like there's no one that's like tuned into the movie because like you're baking cookies, you're making some cider, you're putting decorations. Like it's just on in the background type of yeah. thing. And so I like watching it this time. This you know to watch it for this for the show that we're recording. I intently watched it. Like I just I didn't wa- I didn't veer from the screen. I just watched it and I took notes. And I like I got to the end of it. I was like that might be the, be the most intently <laughs> I've ever watched this movie ever. Yeah. Um so um but yeah, I I feel like most people have seen it um at this point if nothing else just because so, uh, so many of these holiday movies are like on ABC or AMC or like it's it's on some it's just on and and it's on every night the week of you oh, know, yeah. le- leading up to Christmas and so like if you're just like looking for something to watch I, I might as well watch Hocus Pocus and you watch it with commercials or not but like I, I think it's just one of those things that it's always on every yeah. year and I think one of the biggest things about that and we'll we'll get it, it I'm sure this will come up again and again as we go through it. This is one of the few family-friendly Halloween movies out there. Period. I, period. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, because when people think of Halloween movies, they think of Freddy Krueger, yeah, Nightmare on on Elm Street, or Friday the Thirteenth, Gremlins. They they think of those kinds Saw, of movies. Yeah, stuff like that. Psycho. And the fact is, like now that I, especially that I have a kid, like a four-year-old at home, I, like we we sat down a couple weeks ago and we're like, oh, let's watch a scary movie that's for kids. And I had to Google it, and I found one website that had like, here's ten movies that you can watch with your preschooler. And I'd never heard of like eight of them. <laughs> and and I realized I'm like, there's there's almost no movies that are Halloween themed yeah. that are uh, uh, that are appropriate for children. Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, we did watch that. <laughs> I like I like Charlie Brown movies. Yeah, it's it's the Great Pumpkin. Um, quick aside because i have to i have to reference that um the great pumpkin is really great because of how much linus treats him like santa claus and i I love that he like um 
the, the, like he only visits one pumpkin patch and it has to be quote the most sincere pumpkin patch and so he, he, he never explains what that means but he says uh, he has to visit us we're the most sincere pumpkin patch around and I, I love that movie yeah so it's good or special whatever it's, it's like 20, they're on long. apple tv now apparently they're not playing them on tv this year they're all you can only get them on apple tv exclusive yeah it's dumb well we have apple tv so yeah we have a copy of it um so uh okay so yeah um what what i i kind of jumped in there though like did you have some other like general thoughts um it sounds like you watched this from a pretty early age and then um it's Um, been kind of a staple recently the music i enjoy the music in this one um the slapstick comedy is hilarious i mean i think this movie's at its best when the three sisters are together and they're just ragging on each other. Yeah. I think that's when this movie's at its best because they're not very nice to each other. <laughs> it's kind of like a Three Stooges type thing yeah. for women. Yeah. Because Winifred's definitely the leader. Yeah. And they kind of just, and she's been blessed with idiots <laughs> as sisters. <laughs> I mean, that's putting it nicely. Yeah. The, the movie doesn't even try to make them look the same. Like they, they yeah. clearly do not look like sisters, but, um, no. but it's, I think that's part of its charm. Um, well, there's a redhead, a blonde and a brunette. So that's always <laughs> like the staple, like, you know, yeah. The, the meme is, is like, okay, they're, they're clearly not related. Yeah. Um, but, um, I like how different they are, not just even in the way that they look like yeah. their personalities are very, very different mm-hmm. from one another. And they could have easily like the writing in this movie is actually pretty good. I, I like, I know Kenny there's Ortega. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a, he's an all-star. He's great. Um, but like they, Kenny easily could have gone with just, okay, we're going to, you know, basically make the same character three times, give them different names, different lo- slightly different looks, and just call it good. But they went with very, very different characters, and oh, yeah. um, I, I think that's part of the. I think that's a lot of the charm of the movie is is those three. So cool. Um, let's start with Beth Midler because I think she. I mean, you can point to the you know the kid main characters. Obviously, they they you know get a lot of screen time, maybe more screen time than than the witches really. Um, I, it might be about even, um, but come on, Bette Midler is the star of this film. Yes. She, she is the headliner. Very, very true. She's the reason that people went to go see it in theaters. Um, I think probably the most iconic, I mean, I don't know. You could, all three of us could pick a different favorite scene with Bette Midler. Um, I think this, I put a spell on you is, yeah. is probably what a lot of people think of is kind of the, the iconic that's scene. That's the one I think of. I'm sure it was in the trailer. Like, I think that's a lot of people think of that scene yeah. when they think I of this movie. I agree with that. Um, what a phenomenal performance that that scene is really really great. Yeah, there's only two songs in the movie. Um, there's, I mean, there's you know soundtrack, background music, but there's I put a spell on you. I, I'm assuming that's the name of the song. Come, little <laughs> children. <laughs> and then that one sung horribly, away. I might add, <laughs> by Sarah Jessica Parker. She is not a good singer. Um, but uh, and it's supposed to be this creepy song, so I guess it doesn't have to be sung well. Yeah. But um, uh. I did kind of laugh when Bette Midler, uh, you know, Winifred jumps up there and starts singing and the sisters go up as backup singers, like a kind of like a seventies yeah. <laughs> type thing. And, um, they're, 
you know, you know, gone, 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 so gone, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. uh, and doing their backup singing, whatever. I did find that funny because earlier in the movie, there are very few nitpicks I, I have of this movie. I'm just going to sprinkle them here and there. But um, earlier in the movie, they see concrete for the first time, and they're like, <laughs> "What is this black river?" You're like, "Black river, of death." <laughs> Can we step on it? And like, and then Sarah, Sarah, Jessica Parker's character actually is Sarah. Sarah jumps onto this black river of death, and it, it's it's you know, tis firm. <laughs> it's just like, she, oh, like, we can walk on it. And so, the, like, clearly technology, they they were um, basically, you know, banished to hell or wherever they yeah. went uh, back in 1693. So they, like, you know, imagine the world in the 17th century. They haven't seen any of this modern convenience. And so, and then, and yet in that scene, when Bette Midler starts singing, they just jump behind microphones. They know what microphones are. Like, they, they just jump up on stage and start singing. Um, I thought that was kind of silly, but, but really funny. And, um, I'm going to admit a bit embarrassing thing about that scene to you guys. I, I had no idea the purpose of that scene. I thought they were just doing like a silly song and dance <laughs> to distract people or whatever. But like literally, and it says it's like five times in the movie. I guess I've just never paid that much attention, but um, she is performing a spell on them so that they will dance all night. The adults. Yeah. I'm sure you guys knew that from the very first time that you watched it, but I finally picked up on that. <laughs> With this movie, I don't think so. I knew it the very first time I watched it, but yeah, I know it now. Yeah, so but it, yeah, it makes sense, I guess, because they had to do something with the parents so they could get the kids. Yeah, and they wanted to show the kids like going back to the house, but they didn't want the parents to be there. Like, it's there's a, actually a, a good story reason for yeah. it. Um, they don't they want the parents to not be a part of the plot, mm-hmm. and so how are we going to do that? Well, she I'm literally put puts a spell a, on them. She literally puts a spell on them. So, um they basically dance all night. So, and they only stop dancing when the curse is completely lifted from yeah. like the Sanderson, Sanderson sisters are dead. So, mm-hmm. um, what are some other favorite scenes you guys have? Um, I mean, I always get a chuckle when they go to Satan's house oh. or as they quote master. Yeah. So and good. it's just humorous. I mean, Winifred goes into the kitchen and she finds like the, it's like one of those meat grinder. I don't even know what it's called. And she's like, ah, a torture chamber. I wonder what this is used for. And it's just so funny. And then they see uh, his wife and then they call her Medusa because she's got the curlers in her in her hair. And then she like at one point says to her husband, shove it, Satan. And then Sarah's like, thou shalt not talk to master that way. <laughs> and it's just so funny. And then when they finally get kicked out, they finally realize that they're all like children <laughs> running around dressing up. And they're just like. I did. I do really like the 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 main conceit of this movie is that they they are so clueless to how like modern life is in the in the 20th century that they are just confused by everything that's going on yeah. and they think that I mean it sounds stupid but like if you were born in 1650 or whatever you might not think that those those these th- things that are you know these you know three foot four foot people that are all around you or anything other than goblins monsters like the actual things that they're dressed up as. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought that's actually pretty clever to yeah. have them come back on Halloween and then be so confused by what they're seeing. Cause Halloween wasn't a thing in 17th century. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. The the fact that he was dressed up as Satan and just <laughs> the antics that go on in that scene are, are great. There's um, it's it's the scene where uh, Mary, who's the you know yeah. the third sister, uh, Mary. Uh, discovers what that remote the is. The TV is. Yeah, the TV remote. And she's like, she, she thinks it's magic. And I think there's something, something brilliant about this. I've actually heard this, like, you know, philosophized, like, you know, by other people that are, like, serious thinkers about how, like, technology to, to the un, if someone were to come forward into the future like they do, technology would be perceived as magic because yeah. it can do things that shouldn't be possible. And um, these are you know, obviously witches that perform magic. And so they think, oh, this remote is like, you know, modern magical tools, like a, a magic wand. Mm-hmm. And so she um, is controlling the television with this thing that she's holding in her hand. And she's never seen television, obviously, before. So she's yeah. mesmerized. And then um, the the wife um, comes in and like turns off the TV or gets in the way. And she points the remote at the wife and like tries to mute her <laughs> or something like that or like get, yeah. get her to, t- to go away. Yeah. So I thought that was really clever. There's little like little things that, in, in this movie that are like, wow, that's kind of brilliant. Like it's not, this isn't Shakespeare. This isn't Oscar winning movie, but there's some like really cool little things like that. And they're so scared of the dog, which oh, is yeah. so humorous. And it's like the smallest dog in the yeah. world. <laughs> and that's what gets them to run away from the house. <laughs> and they exit and their, their brooms have been stolen, which sets By up children. Yeah. Which sets up a whole, and then don't they write on like vacuums at one point. Yeah. Uh, they, they go back to the cottage. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Mary ends up riding the vacuum and Sarah Jessica or Sarah ends up riding like a mop or yeah. something. Yeah. She's got a mop. And um, Winifred actually has like an actual broom. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Of it's, course. Yeah. It's a, it's a broom, a mop and a, and a vacuum cleaner, which the vacuum cleaner in the, we'll get to the final scene here at the end, but um, the final scene actually has like, it's key, it's key that there's a vacuum cleaner in that final scene for one, for one reason. But um, yeah. Um, do you have any favorite scenes, Caitlin, you want to talk about? Um, the only one that I usually chuckle at is the Yabo scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's let, let's set this up. So, how, how does this come about? Do you remember? So, um, they go to Allison's house because he's kind of... Well, at first, what you got to say is that Max is, goes home and he's pretty much fantasizing about Allison. Yeah, he likes yeah. her. Yeah, he's snuggling up to his pillow. And, yeah. and then you now you can go. So they go to Allison's house and th- she's like having a big party at her house. Well, her parents, right, yeah. are having the party. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember. What are they even talking about? It's like him and Danny. Uh, and Her costume. Yes. Yeah. It's Allison's costume. Yeah, because she, she's being nice and she sees Max's sister there and she's, she's like, oh, I really like your costume. That's really cool. But I can't pull that <laughs> off because... <laughs> I don't have... What, yeah. do you, what do you call him, Max? Yabos? <laughs> yeah. And then and then she says, Max really really likes your Yabos. In fact, he loves them. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the like the part that I chuckle at the most in the movie. Which I grew up in the 90s, and I literally have never heard anyone use that term ever. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, pretty great. Um, yeah, I really like that scene. Um, I really like, and I don't know that I um, even really remembered that this scene was in the movie, but I'm telling you, it's so short. But one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is the bus scene. When oh. they get on the bus. What is this contraption? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I call it a bus. 
Um, so I wrote down a couple of lines because I'm telling you, I laughed. I probably laughed more at the bus scene than than very few other scenes in the entire movie. But um, he says, I, I call it a bus. And they go, and it's purpose. And he says, to convey gorgeous creatures such as yourselves to your most forbidden desires. <laughs> and, and, she, and then the witches go... Uh, we desire children. What they mean by that is, <laughs> they mean they are their whole goal is to like suck the life out of the kids, yeah. right? So it's actually like a really serious, really morbid, you know, um, serious thing. So they, in order for them to not die at the end of like when the sun rises after Halloween, is they have to suck the life out of the children, and basically it becomes like a. Um, fountain of youth type of thing mm-hmm. where like they become young again and they can actually be eternally young if they could really like you know get the Stuck essence so yeah the yeah. essence of these kids so they say we desire children he says hey that may take me a couple of tries but i don't think that'll be a problem hop on up <laughs> so it's a kids movie but there are like definitely some lines for adults and um i thought that was really really funny and then they so. run over thackeray <laughs> and they think yeah. that thackeray's dead <laughs> so yeah um yeah we we didn't i guess i guess we jumped right into like the middle of the movie we didn't really set up the premise of the movie i'm, I'm we're assuming that you watched it at this point um but uh yeah basically the, the premise is that these are it's in salem massachusetts yes. so um there's a like a literal salem witch trial that happens at the beginning of the movie um the witches are captured they're uh, uh hanged they're not burned at the stake or anything but they're hanged and they're able to pull off like one spell like right before they mm-hmm. get hanged. Yeah. yeah. And so basically that that basically sets up a, the premise for the movie, which is they are to be like forever dormant and to never come back to Salem ever unless Unless <laughs> Unless a, a vir- virgin a virgin lights the Hallow's black Eve. candle. The black candle. Why is it a black candle? Because it's because it's, black. it's dark magic. Yeah. Black magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so since then, like the, their cottage has been turned into a, like a literal museum, which, um, uh, what's the, uh, what's the girl's name? The Allison, Allison, her mom, her mom, like set up, basically ran the museum yeah. for an X number of years, which is why Allison is such a, a pro. Like she, she, she's an expert in the Sanderson, Sanderson sisters, um, because her mom ran that museum for so long. So when they go in there, the kids like, you know, I don't know if she had a key or they break in or whatever, but they get into the cottage on Halloween night and it's like, um, it's cobwebbed over, but there's like, you can still see like where they sold like little trinkets and like, you know, like souvenirs and stuff, uh, in, in the house and, um, how like the black candle is still there. And of course it's all, it's all hocus pocus to Allison. It's like, she doesn't believe in any of that stuff. No, Max. Oh, to Max, right? Yeah. yeah, and she she's like she's like oh you know we she's shouldn't a, touch any of this stuff. She's a firm believer. Yeah, yeah, and Danny is like she's an instant believer. She's she's like well what happens if we if we light the black candles? Like she's so interested all of a sudden, and Max is like oh this is a bunch of hocus pocus. And because Max isn't even originally from Salem, he's from California. Yeah, yeah, they had just moved there. Yeah, he's the surfer dude. Hollywood. They call him Hollywood throughout the the whole movie, uh, and um. You think it's? I I thought like maybe it was, I couldn't remember who lit it. Like I was like, oh, it's probably gonna be Allison. It's like, no, it's Max. He's the virgin. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. He's like, well, let's just meet the old broads. <laughs> so yeah, so he lights the the black candle and uh, whoop, sure enough, and he literally utters, oh, it's all just a bunch of hocus pocus yeah. right before he lights it. Yeah, hence the name of the movie. Yeah, roll credits. 
Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, and then there's uh, a cat, um, Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. They call him Binks throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, he's a talking cat that basically his one job for 300 years has been to be there on Halloween nights because it can only be done on Halloween um, and make sure that nobody lights the black candle. That's his one job. And, and he failed. Yeah, and, he screwed up. And uh, his significance is his sister is the one that gets taken by the witches at the beginning. Yeah, she gets killed. Yeah. Like they, they actually suck the, like her life essence or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, they kill her, become young because they're pretty old and like in the and very first And how does he scene. become the cat? The witches uh, turn him into it? turns him into it. Okay. Yeah, they perform a spell on him um, and he's destined to live as a cat for the rest of his I mean, he's he's three hundred years old at this yeah. point, like because he can't die because that's part of the curse. Yep. So yeah, live as a cat forever is basically the curse, and so yeah, so his whole thing is like I, I'm never gonna let the Sanderson sisters come back, and so I'm gonna make sure that no. Here's here's all the criteria that it takes to bring the these sisters back. Has to be on Halloween. Has to be a full moon. Has to be a virgin, and someone has to light the black candle. <laughs> quite a lot of <laughs> things that have to fall into place. So like. Halloween on a new moon, it doesn't matter. Like a virgin, like 15 virgins could light the black candle and nothing happens. So um, it's a little silly, but. Um, a little? It's great. It's for kids. It's great film, Phil. <laughs> it's for kids. Get over it. Um, let's see. Uh, other scenes. Um, at one point, they burn the witches like in a, in a kiln. In which, their high school. Which a uh, high school has a massive kiln. That's it's really a, weird. It's a room that lights on fire. The entire room burns up. Yeah, super weird. Um, but the, he actually, at one point, they trapped him in there, uh, light the, <laughs> turn the, <laughs> seems really dangerous. By the way, how did they get into the school <laughs> on Halloween night? It's like, it, it's like midnight on it's just Halloween. Just randomly unlocked. You, you've <laughs> never been your, you never went to your high school at midnight. That, so. uh, my school was uh, locked down like a tank <laughs> every night, especially on Halloween. <laughs> But anyway, um, they somehow get into the school and uh, burn them. They're like they burn up in smoke, like green smoke comes out of the, like, yeah. the chimney or whatever. And they assume they're dead. Yeah, but then they come right back. So, because of the curse, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of things that aren't. Can explained. they not die? Uh, Except for like Dawn. Yeah, I, I, got, I think so. I think that's part mm, of the curse. I I think yeah. I got the impression that basically the curse is keeping them alive until dawn. Um, yeah. And then at, at which point it's all over if they haven't. Because they've come back out. for like 24 hours. Right. Yeah. Which it's, I mean, it's even or less. Not, th- not even 24. Not even. It's, I think it's supposed to be 24 hours, but they don't light the candle until like late Eight at night. Way later yeah, at Yeah. So they only they, have like 12. Are, yeah. <laughs> if that, maybe less. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm looking over my notes. What are some other big things that happen? There's the salt scene, of course. Oh yeah, talk about that. They um, they read in, I think in the book, that they can keep them away. Yeah, we with, haven't even mentioned the book yet. Oh yeah, so Winifred has the spell book that they steal at the beginning. Um, when and, they light the candle, yeah, right? When they light the candle, they take off with the book, and it has all of Winifred's deepest, darkest magic and stuff, and then they find out that like a jar of salt or like a circle of salt can keep the witches away, which is just salt. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really dumb. But they actually like at the end of the movie actually fight 
try to fight like a Allison grabs salt and like throws salt at yeah. Sarah and stuff like that. And they're like terrified of salt. Like, I, yeah, like they literally just grab like, you know, grocery store salt. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty funny. Um, Jay and ice. Oh yeah. Are the bullies in this movie. Um, and they're for a Disney movie. They're typical bully. That, fair, that actually, but, now that you bring that up, that's actually one of my favorite scenes where Max is riding home from school and then they stop him and they're like, nice bike. And then, oh, are those the new whatever shoes? Uh-huh. I'd really like to try them on. And then they end up like taking his shoes from him. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of like one of those scenes like we've done movies like Blank Check on this. I was going to mention Blank where Check. Where they call him Presto the Pesto. <laughs> and it's one of those scenes where like they're coming down the log ride in blank check and he just gets soaked and you're just laughing <laughs> where it's not supposed to be funny. But then you have the scene of Max riding home on his bike with no shoes and it's not supposed to be funny, but it's hilarious. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. Cause it, like his mom even mentions that he's like, was he not wearing shoes? <laughs> and then like at the end of the, at the very end of the movie, there, there's very few scenes with Jay and Ice, but I think they're all like pretty interesting scenes. At the very end of the movie, they are in those cages. Yeah, like they're they they're literally they're prisoners. Yeah, they're like caged in like swing like hanging from the ceiling, yeah. swinging cages, and um, their legs are are you know obviously extended over the edge of the cage like a bird cage, and um, <laughs> Max like pulls the sh- his shoes. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna take those back, so he pulls them off of his feet. <laughs> In the middle of the movie, he's like, oh, the, you know, those those shoes fit great. I really like them. Which, I mean, it's humorous because, I mean, it's just the stupidity and kind of the revenge that the sisters want. Why didn't they just suck the life out of ice? Yeah, and, it's so weird. Yeah. They're, they're still children. Like, they can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you would assume anyone under the age of 18. But or they whatever. literally want Danny just because... She calls them ugly. Yeah, that's the only reason that they go on their tirade. They literally could have lived forever if they just sucked the life out of Jay and Ice. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I love the fact that, like, in very typical bullying kind of stuff in Disney movies, Ice has the word ice shaved, shaved into the back of his head. <laughs> I-C-E. It's really great. Um, they actually steal Danny's candy at one point. They, like... The candy toll. Yeah, you gotta pay the toll. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're pretty, like... They're they're um they're like really mean and cruel, but in a in a like oh that's so so dumb kind yeah. of way, like so stupid. Um, again, in, in another example of like just modern technology being like magic to them. Um, I I love the burning rain of death scene. So it's it's when they first come back. It's at the begin, beginning of the movie, and they just lit the flame the black flame candle, and it's looking bad. It's looking like they're gonna they're actually attacking Max. Like they have him like. Uh, almost like a force choke, like Star Wars yeah. style, like have him pinned up against the wall at one point. It's looking really bad, like they're going to get killed immediately. Yeah. And um, so somehow he gets away. I think Allison jumps in or whatever. And he climbs up to the ceiling of this, uh, you know, now renovated house. It's it's not what it was in 1693. And um, he uh, he says... Um, I can conjure flame from my hand and it's just a lighter and he, he actually sticks it right up to the sprinklers and the sprinklers go off and the, the witches like immediately, they don't ever anticipate that it's just water. And so they go like, Oh no, burning rain of death. And and they like, they basically like back off so that they don't get underneath the sprinklers, which enables the kids to get away. 
Uh, it's kind of like the daylight savings time too. Yeah. At the end of the movie. It's so it's so stupid. It's just like I have the power of science, and it's like the light that comes into the house into the cottage is like red. And, and what's that, dude? <laughs> daylight savings time, yeah. and they're just like, "What? What's daylight savings <laughs> time?" And then, um, but yeah, the the it's it's an interesting mix because they're they're both. This movie's not trying to be a scary movie. Again, yeah. it's for kids, but there there are scenes where they're really formidable, and who's gonna be able to stand up against these three? Um, you know, they have obviously have powers that nobody else has, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's also scenes where they're like very easily foiled oh, by yeah. like really stupid things. So, um, yeah. What else? Uh, let's see. I did like the vacuum cleaner. We'll talk about that uh, for a little bit. Um, they, they go back to the, the house to pick up, you know, new brooms cause there's been stolen and Mary jumps on that vacuum cleaner and she goes, broom ho, <laughs> we fly. <laughs> um, that's when they, uh, actually kidnap Danny. Um, thanks uh, to the stupidity of Allison and Max. Yeah. They go downstairs to get salt and they're like having their little lovey dovey scene. And then they want, and they open the book and they want to help Thackeray. Yeah, and they yeah that that's they open the book just so they can help Thackeray, which is pretty dumb. Just wait. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, then we we get the scene with Sarah where she's um I mean all three of them are flying back with with Danny and yeah. um she sings "Come Little Children," which again, I I guess I knew what was going on, but it, it had been several years since I'd seen this movie, so I didn't remember some of the scenes. But um, that song is like literally like another spell in the same vein as yeah. "I Put a Spell on You," where it, she's drawing. All, most, all children. all children from Salem out to the cottage. Yep. So they're like like zombies. They're all like just walking. And they're literally going to suck the souls out of all the children. All of them, yeah. So yeah, all, literally the, I'm mean, talking about stakes. The lives of all these kids in Salem are at stake. All thanks to Max. Yeah, he's the moron. Oh yeah, definitely. He's the surfer dude, the Hollywood. Um we haven't talked at all about uh, Billy, Billy the zombie, Billy the undead, Billy the the completely in- inconsequential character. <laughs> he doesn't really do much in this movie, but he is uh, Winifred's like um, ex lover. Yeah, like he cheated on her or with something Sarah. Is, with Sarah. Yeah, yep. that's right. <laughs> I forgot that little detail. Um, and uh, she, I guess, killed him. She mentions it br- very briefly. Um, you can almost miss it, but um, she puts some kind of spell on him where basically he's like, I guess, kind of, I don't know if he's alive or not, but he's basically in a coffin, but he can be conjured back up to life whenever yeah. she wants. And so um, originally, like she brings Billy up. Um, Billy's like this silly character. Like you think he's going to be like, like really terrifying, yeah. but he like immediately like his head like lops off at the very beginning and they have to like stick it back on. Like they lick it or whatever and then put, yeah. it, put it back on. Um, and then at the very end of the movie, he has like, he can't talk th- throughout the whole movie. So he's, he's like doing these like, you know, very Halloween kind of groans. Like, uh, uh, yeah. And you think it's just cause he's a typical monster, but it's because his mouth is so shut. So and he then just, he, he cuts, cuts it, it open <laughs> at the very end. And then basically says like, I defy you. Like I'm not, and he tells her to go to, you know where. Oh yeah. And then she's like, thank you. I've already been there. It's quite lovely. <laughs> So, um, 
there uh i guess we'll talk about the final scene here uh the lamest line in the whole movie is in this this it's supposed to be like this really like like epic line like like it like ushers in like the final fight of the thing and is max he he goes um he goes there's a power greater than your magic and that's knowledge lands with thud um and uh yeah, that's the the daylight savings time thing, and then they go to the graveyard, which is kind of back to where it all began. Like yep. it's it's not too long after they um, some of the the sisters back that they actually go back to the graveyard, and uh, that's when Billy flips sides. Um, and literally, if Danny would have just stay stayed put, it would have all been over. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's the funny scene, of course, where they're driving away. And Winifred pulls up in her broom and she's like, pull over and show me your driver's license. Yeah, which, why, how does she know what a driver's <laughs> license is? Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, they're driving away and they um, chase them all the way back to the the uh, the graveyard. And there's this thing with a vial. Like, I guess she has to, Danny has to drink this vial to yeah, like. the potion. So that, that potion so basically can, kicks off the, yeah. the spell. Um, so she's trying to, she's. Up in the air. Because they literally had a whole cauldron of it made. But then when they escape, they knock it over. So she only has enough for one vial. Right. Of course. And that's for Danny. Yeah. She's going to save it for just for Danny. So they abandon like, I mean, there's a thousand kids that are headed towards the cottage. She leaves all of them behind because she has, she has it out for Danny. Um, And so she's like 20 feet up above the the grounds like on a broom and she's trying to like force feed this potion to Danny. Of course, Danny is kicking and trying to fight it and stuff like that. And, um, I'll teach you to call somebody ugly. (laughs) And, um, and meanwhile, the other kids are trying to assist, but obviously they can't get up there. Well, Mary is on a freaking vacuum cleaner, which has a cable connected to it. It's got, (laughs) there's literally a power cable that's, you know, 15 dangling. feet long. Yeah, it's, it's dangling down off of the, the vacuum cleaner. So what do they do? They just grab the, the vacuum cleaner power cord and pull Mary down. <laughs> and then she's just like, Winifred! <laughs> and she literally like knocks her sister off the broom. <laughs> yeah. Um, Winifred actually falls to the ground. Um, the other sisters uh, fly away at one point. Uh, she grabs Max, and and then it, like now the attention is okay. If I can't have Danny, at least I'll get some somebody. Because he's drank the vial at. This oh, that's point. right. Yeah, yeah. He already drank it. So she's like, okay, well, that was literally Stupid. the last of the potion. Yeah. Now you basically are sacrificing your life for your sisters. For thy sister. <laughs> and so. Um, uh, you think it's over because she actually starts like actually sucking his life essence out of him, um, but it's too late. The sun comes up and it's they all over. Turn to stone. Well, Winifred does. the The other two sisters just like literally just <laughs> explode, which is so stupid. And then um, she turns into stone for like four seconds and then explodes. We're just, we're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why did she just explode? Um. So yeah, and it's then Binks dumb. Binks dies. Like he just says, "Hey, I'm out. I'm out. Five thousand. Um, and he goes to be with his sister Emily, yeah. who shows up like it's Thackeray. They want this. They really want this movie to be a happy ending. So they they lay it on pretty thick at the end. Kenny does, and uh, Kenny Ortega says, "Emily, you must come back for this final scene." She's basically like a ghost, though, because she's like yeah. all like shiny and glowing. 
Which it's it's kind of like where has she been for three hundred years? I guess in heaven, and then she like came back down. Came back to take Thackeray <laughs> to heaven with her. Obviously, none of this is explained. Yeah. Um, and uh, Billy goes back to sleep. He's very tired. He yawns and then goes back into the grave. And the adults are finally finally allowed to stop dancing, and all is good in the world. That's Hocus Pocus. Pretty much. <laughs> Do you remember how much you liked this movie, Caitlin? I was talking it's about okay. it. It's <laughs> okay. What about the bus scene? It's got some strange parts in it. Parts that make no sense. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. But, I mean, you're making a movie about Halloween to begin with. So, there's <laughs> going to be stuff that know, doesn't make I'm just, sense. Like, I like Halloween, but it's not like one of my favorite holidays. So, I'm just kind of like, eh. So let, let me rev, rev up the conversation with just kind of like some general thoughts about the movie. I think the set design, the costume design, the practical effects, which, you know, it's 1993. They're not doing a lot with CGI. Uh, I mean, they could have, but like it, it's pretty low budget. Like th- this movie is a pretty low budget film. Yeah. Um, but I thought the lighting, the practical effects, like all that stuff's pretty darn good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, especially for the time that it was and what they, the amount of money that they actually put into it. Um, I don't know how. And I, I'm saying this legit, legitimately. I, I bl- truly believe this. The CGI on the cat is phenomenal. I don't know how they did that. Yeah. In 1983, it's you watch other movies of this time, and they use a. It's a real live cat. It's not a CGI cat. It's not a puppet. It's a cat. Other movies around that time, like they, you can see how they like superimposed somebody's mouth or like a puppet mouth over the top of like that filmed cat. Yeah. But this one, it looks real. And I, I don't know if it's just because the, the cat was super black. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that made it easier to do with CGI in 1993. They filmed this movie in 1992, probably. Yeah. And somehow they made that cat look real, like when he talked. It, it was impressive. I, sure. I was amazed. I watched it in 2020 even. I was, I was amazed. Um, I love when all three of the sisters walk together. They What did they call it? Like the monkey walk or something like that? <laughs> I've heard it called the monkey walk. I don't even know, but they're. (laughs) (laughs) They have to walk in synchronization and their legs like extend over the the person next to you's legs and then just kind of like walk. It's basically like high school musical type choreography. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's really funny. They're all in this together. I think it reminds kids that this is not a scary movie. Like these kids, these witches are, are to be laughed at. They're silly. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I think, and I know this sounds like a hyperbole maybe to some people, but I think that this movie is, is for a lot of people, is one of the definitive definitions of what is a witch. Like when they think of like, what are the characteristics of a witch? You know, um, shrieky laugh, uh, broomstick, um, you know, fly, flying Cauldron, through the air. Cauldron, book of spells. Yeah, it's, it's got all of the, it's got all the, the tropes, yeah. right, of a, of a witch thing. This is not the first movie to do that, but I think in recent history, I think a lot of people think of Hocus Pocus. Like, yeah. oh, what, you know, what's, what's a Halloween witch? Oh, what, you know, it's like those characters in Hocus Pocus. Like, I think a lot of people go to that. Um, Harry Potter was probably, probably the other one. Um, it's Harry Potter's going for more realism. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I, I think that before Hocus Pocus, I think probably Wizard of Oz was it. Wick, but the Wicked Witch of the West. This doesn't. Wizard of Oz and this aren't even on the same playing field. Uh, yeah, because Wizard of Oz is way better. Mm, <laughs> that's debatable. Uh, yeah, it is. 
Um, I definitely, Wizard of Oz was definitely it for me before I saw this movie because I, I grew up on Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, Caitlin. So, I know Caitlin obviously loves that movie. That would have been her, her number one Disney movie of all time had it been a Disney movie. Yeah, but it's not, so. And it'll never be on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I love how Mary's one power, Sarah does, Sarah does absolutely nothing in this movie. She's basically there. She summons the children. Come little children is for one thing. That the, the entire movie, she's basically just there for laughs because she's literally. She's dumb. She's clinically insane. Like yeah. she, she's a, a typical blonde. <laughs> but I would say even more, more than, you know, the, just the typical. She's a moron. She's an absolute moron. Yeah. She doesn't know what's going on. She's constantly asking stupid questions. She's oblivious to the events of what's happening right in front of her. Like the, her, her two moments of clarity are when she sings come little children and when she sings backup. So she can, I guess can only know what's going on when she's singing. Um, but Mary's one power that I really love is her ability to smell children. <laughs> <laughs> I smell children. <laughs> she does that like several times in the movie. There's only one part, part where she's like, I I, I smell, was it like Groff or, or Zoff or something like that? What I, I know what you're talking about. I don't about, remember the I word. Can't, I can't think of it. <laughs> but for the most part, they only know where the kids are because of Mary. Yeah. Because she's basically two can Sam. Um. Let's see. Uh, I, I wrote it's for kids, but obviously there's funny stuff for adults. I think the bus scene is a great example of that. Um, I think I like that the movie is one big misunderstanding. So like uh, as the witches are talking to uh, even adults, the adults just assume that these are women dressed up like witches. Yeah. Uh, and then the reverse is also true. Like they, they see, you know, kids dressed up as monsters. They think they're real monsters. So like the, what you see in a lot of sitcoms and stuff of like the whole premise of the, of the funny that you're about to watch is like the character, one character doesn't know what's going on Mm -hmm. and assumes the wrong thing. And then they're doing this back and forth. That's pretty much the whole movie. And I think it's done brilliantly. Like it's, it's, it's the setup and the delivery is like, is nearly perfect. So that's all I had. Yeah. Any closing thoughts on it? I love this movie. And of course, we're a week away from Halloween, so perfect time. Of course, going to watch it next Saturday. But I mean, and like we talked about this on the other podcast, HMP, how it's really gotten a cult kind of following now. Oh yeah, because I mean, you look at the stats, and it only made forty three million in the box office. Wait, this was movie was in theaters. Yes. In, in 1993. Yes. Yeah, that's when it, that's when it released. And Weird. But now, I feel like it's more popular than ever. And I mean, you see movie theaters re-releasing it right around this time. And like I read something online that at one point, I want to say it was the number one selling movie over Empire Strikes Back. Oh, wow. Honestly, I, I would kind of believe, believe that because like, Literally, almost every family in America probably has like at least a VHS or a DVD yeah. of this of this movie. Um, yeah, it's it's been uh, pretty widely accepted. Oh yeah, and, and but you're right. Like when it first came out, it didn't set the world on fire, mm-hmm. but um, it made money. I it it made more money than what they spent. Not a whole lot more. Um, but that movie has made hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. since then, I'm sure. So, um, it is currently showing. If you live in the Springfield area, uh, it is currently showing at one of our theaters in town. That's that's how. I mean, it's obviously COVID, but <laughs> there's nothing else Weren't to watch. Were they playing it at the <laughs> at like the drive-in or something too? Yeah, 
I, f- I feel like every every year this week, like leading up to Halloween, you can probably find a showing of Hocus Pocus somewhere. But yeah, publicly. it says that uh, the re-release has earned just over $3 million in 10 days since Disney re-released it oh, wow. in theaters. And Empire Strikes Back had earned $2.4 million this year. Oh, the whole year. Yeah. So wow. in, in 10 days, Hocus Pocus made over $3 million. I, again, I, I go back to the comment that I made at the beginning of the show of what else are you going to watch if, yeah. you, if you have kids? Um, if you don't have kids, there's a million things to watch on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, the Olsen twins Halloween movie. That's what no. you're going to watch. <laughs> that's one of the greatest Halloween movies of all time. Oh, yeah. That's why it's on the Horrible Movie Podcast. It's literally the worst movie Jack's ever seen. It's, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's really bad. Which, that, that, was, that was not released to theaters, which by the way. Which, if you're a fan of Horrible Movie Podcast, go back. And Jack actually lists Double Double Toil and Trouble as the worst movie he has ever seen. I I don't know that I can disagree. It's really bad. Yeah. Well, it's another Halloween movie you can watch with kids. <laughs> That's true. Another movie that makes no sense. <laughs> um, uh, Jordan, Jordan is, I, I mentioned this before, she's too young to watch this movie. Yeah. I, I, like, I think there's parts of it that would like legit scare her. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, wh- why are they controlling all those children? <laughs> like, it, it's, it's a little heavy for her. But um, I would say if you're, you know, seven, six or seven years old or, or older, it's, it's totally fine. It's PG. Um, so. And like compared to what's on TV now, oh, it's yeah. way milder. And and like I said, that there's never for a moment. I mean, maybe for like a moment, but there very rarely are you watching the Sanderson sisters and thinking they that they are terrifying. They're going to kill everybody. Like yeah. they're they're comical. They're stupid. They're they're you know making fun of themselves. Like it's it's not the movie's not super heavy. Um, even while giving you the premise of there's something at stake. You know, people's lives are at stake. So, um. Anyway, I yeah, it's it's honestly a nearly perfect Halloween movie for kids. I I can't think of anything that's more I worth mean, watching. What like, else are you going to show them? The Exorcist. I mean, Double Double Toil and Trouble. That I mean, is that really a choice? Yeah. Anyway, um, Paranormal uh, Activity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so speaking of other uh, movies that are like you know kind of have like a scarier theme but for kids um well let's go into what else are you watching on disney plus have you guys watched anything on disney plus that's of the scarier ilk uh ever oh yeah ever or yeah i didn't know if you watched anything okay. this week you, um, you've had more time this week to watch stuff than, than ever yeah. grant <laughs> but uh i haven't really watched any disney plus this week um but there are movies that i've watched in the past We've watched the Halloween Town trilogy, which is a Disney Channel original movie yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. And Goosebumps. But that's not Disney. But those are good movies. Well, that, that's I mean that's worth mentioning. Um, those first. There's Don't Look Under the Bed. I don't think I've ever that seen that. That movie is dumb. Don't watch. I've never heard of that one. It's the Boogeyman. <clears throat> okay. And <laughs> it's a it's a really early Disney Channel original movie. Like this one, this movie came out. Maybe a couple years after Hocus Pocus, hey. not good. <laughs> Was it is it straight to video? It's on. It's Disney Channel original movie, so yeah. it went straight to Disney Channel. Okay, yeah. So, so you, I mean, you get you you get what you you understand what you get yeah. when you get that. And so. like, um, but you literally could go on Disney Plus. I'm pretty sure there is like a column now with Halloween movies. Yeah, and spooky sure buddies. 
It's like those movies all about the dogs. Yep, that it's was a Disney one. That was one of the the ten that I found on the, on my list that I referenced. Um, the house with the clock on the wall. I've never. I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah, but... Jack Black in it. The the only other one that I saw on the list that is something that you can watch. Um, uh, oh shoot, I lost it already. Um, crap. What was that other one that they mentioned? Oh, oh, I I got it. Um, I don't know that I would count this as a as a Halloween movie. I think they were just kind of going for like scary monster type movies. They mentioned they did mention Monsters Inc. is something that you yeah. can show your kids at Halloween. Um, I I don't know about saying that that's a Halloween movie, but. It is, I guess, scary. Double, double, toil and trouble. It came out the (laughs) same year as Hocus Pocus. But I mean, Disney Channel, for so many years, they released like a new... Oh, one of my other favorites is Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Another one I've never heard of. Under Wraps. Have you ever seen this one? No. It's a Disney Channel movie. But um, that one's actually really good. It's telling that most of the movies we're talking about are, are movies that went straight to video. Like yeah. straight I mean, to the Nightmare Before Christmas is that kind of That's true. Yep, that's, Dis- that's Disney+. Plus. But yep. I mean, like Disney Channel for a lot of years, they would re- release an uh, original movie right on Halloween. Yeah. Because I mean, that's how Halloween Town came about. Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Don't mm. Look Under the Bed. Twitches. Okay. Every year they that's release awesome. one. Yeah. Twitches is Tia and Tamara Maori, but it's another Disney movie. Yeah, I think for the most part, I don't think Disney really enjoys releasing scary movies. I, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas is one of the, the bigger ones. but Girl vs. Monster is another one that came up that's a Disney movie. Yeah, but most of these are, are ones I've never heard of because we had Disney yeah. Channel for a couple of years growing up, but not for most of our childhood. So Girl vs. Monster came out in 2012. Okay, I you, definitely haven't seen that. You gotta watch Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Yeah, I, th- I mean that sounds. I'm assuming it's funny and silly. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so one, I'll, I'll mention a couple that we've actually watched um, in in the last few days. But um, we did not watch this half of it, but we did watch half of Ichabod Crane and Mr. and Mr. Toad. Um, yeah, that's Spookly. Spookly's uh, Sp- the Spookly, square pumpkin. The square pumpkin. Jordan loves Spookly the Square Pumpkin. That's not a Disney Plus um, property, but I just looked. It up is Halloween for movies for kids. It is for kids, and she. Ha- we actually read the books. The Spookly has, I think, originally came out as a book, and then it was made into a movie. And uh, she's actually, I don't know that she's seen the movie, but she loves the book. Um, I think we've tried to watch Spookly the 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 movie, and we haven't actually watched it. But Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad is a super old movie. Um, if you're an old, you have to actually be older than me really to remember that one fondly. Um, but uh, Jordan wanted to watch that one because she really wanted to watch Mr. Toad. And so we let her watch Mr. Toad. We, we wouldn't let her watch Ichabod Crane because it's literally about a headless horseman. <laughs> and so um, we're like, okay, well, we're not, you're not going to watch that. But that is another one that you can um, pull up, and it's a very classic uh, film. 1949, I just found it. It's when it came Ichabod out. Crane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super old. And and I, I don't know that I would re- even recommend a Mr. Toad. We did watch the Mr. Toad. It's really hard to understand because it's like um, old English. Uh, a lot of the, the, the speak in it is like, you know, these and thous and like old stuff, like um, stuff that I think just totally went over Jordan's head. She enjoyed it because she read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a picture book that we found. But other than that, I don't think she would have enjoyed it. Um, uh, there is, just got added yesterday as we record this, October 23rd. Um, Disney finally released, it's never been released before until yesterday, Toy of Terror. This is a Toy oh, Story, Toy Story oh, short. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've heard of that. 
I had never seen it until we watched it literally this morning, just a couple hours before we hit record. Um, it is a 2013, came out seven years ago. I'd never heard of it. Uh, Toy Story themed. It's a horror. It's a horror film. It's a short film. Obviously, it's animated and it's silly, and there's lots of you know jokey moments and stuff like that. But there's also there were a couple moments that Jordan literally jumped as we were watching it. So it's a little scary. Um, it's about 21 minutes. It's it's a it's about. I think it originally yeah it, it originally aired on ABC. So it was. Um, filmed with commercials would have been like a 30 minute program, um, probably around Halloween uh, in 2013. Um, Carl Weathers is in it, which if once you guys see, I'm assuming you haven't watched, had a chance to watch. Have you watched any Mandalorian yet? No. You have no. seven. You have seven days. Um, Carl Weathers is a major character in the Mandalorian and has been in 80 other things, I'm sure. But um, he is a new character in this short called Combat Carl, and he always refers to himself in the third person. So he's just like combat. Carl wouldn't do that. Combat, combat. Carl has seen some stuff. Combat. Carl lost his hand. And it's, it's really, really funny to watch him do that. Um, uh, it kind of stars Jesse as the main character, which I yeah. think that's really cool to see. Cause in everything that you see Jesse, she's always like a side character, background character, that kind of thing. But she is, uh, I won't spoil it because I, like, this is honestly like, it's one of the best Pixar shorts I've ever seen. It's really, really good. But um, she, at the beginning of the thing, this spoils nothing that happens in the first 30 seconds. Um, Jesse is like, reveals that she's terrified of being inside of things. She has like extreme claustrophobia. And at first you're like, well, that's kind of a dumb thing. But then the characters immediately give it a story reason. And they were like, she was locked in a box for like, you know, decades. And so now that she's been freed out of the box, she can't go back inside of things. And so, and of course that comes up later in, you know, it's going to come back later in the story, but they set that, set up that promise uh, premise at the beginning of the, and the story. And, um, I think it's really kind of a cool thing that they do. And I think kind of plays on like things that are, kids are afraid of, but you don't really need to be afraid of. Um, and it's really funny. Like it's, uh, there's a monster. I don't, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's like a monster that they're all like running from. And there's like, you know, tense moments of like, Oh no, it's, it's going to get us. And like, I, if you're looking for something silly to show your kids around ha- Halloween, um, toy of terror. It's great. We watched it this morning. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention, um, and it just, it's another, it's a, this is a 2020 short film from Pixar. Have you guys had a chance to watch? Uh, yeah. Once upon a snowman. No, but I heard about it. So it's shorter. It's half the length. It's it's only about ten minutes. Um, this short film is again not Oscar. It's not Shakespeare, but it shows the brilliance of Pixar. Here's the premise of this, and I'm not going to spoil anything because you have to watch this with fresh eyes. But it basically answers the question of from the time that Olaf was created by um, Elsa. Elsa in the first movie. She's singing "Let It Go" and she you know, waves her hands and Olaf is created, right? You don't see him again from that moment. You, like she never talks to him. She never references him. I don't think she's even aware that he exists. You don't see him until Anna and Kristoff find him. Like after the, the whole, like get away from the wolves, right? That this little 10 minute thing answers the question of where was he all that time? And it's brilliant. It's really, really good. Uh, it'll, it'll cost you 10 minutes of your time. It's worth a watch. If you even, kind of love the frozen movies but love olaf it's a it's a slam dunk it's really good 
So um, there's throwbacks to the original movie, a couple cameos that I won't spoil. Uh, and it um, answers a bunch of unanswered questions. Like how does Olaf even have the concept of summer? Um, has he even know about summer? They answer that question in this. In so. summer. <laughs> da da. Da da. <laughs> so yeah it's it's very good um we watched we watched that one as well uh this week and jordan just ate it up she absolutely loved it so yeah um i think that's that's it for that segment um next week on the show it's time folks it is time and it is time to get our mandalorian on mandalorian season two next week next by the time we record this next saturday Season two, episode one will be a thing. You guys, the two of you, I'm looking at you with with sincere, stern eyes. You have seven days to watch all eight episodes of the first season. Probably not gonna happen for me. Okay, you're not you're not gonna come on the show? Okay. Grant, I'm looking at you with stern, sincere eyes. I'll find time. Okay. You need to watch it. Unless I'm able to go back to school. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I would I would say you need to at least watch the first couple episodes and the last couple episodes just to be aware of what's going on. Um, the it see, won't take that long to get through. No, there. So like the longest episodes. Um, obviously these are, don't have any commercials. The longest episodes are like forty three minutes. There are a couple episodes that are like thirty five. Like it's it's not. I, I've literally. The reason I haven't started Mandalorian is I watched my probably second all-time favorite show ever chuck i decided to watch that again and i've literally i started watching like on wednesday uh-huh. and i've literally watched 14 episodes of oh chuck. my gosh all right you gotta watch the first season of mandalorian twice yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> those are 43 minute episodes so <laughs> i probably can squeeze in eight episodes yeah eight episodes of mandalorian is probably equivalent to about six episodes of chuck yeah so, i literally watched so. uh nine episodes of chuck on thursday <laughs> so okay you'll have time um i'm i'm, I'm not gonna try to I, i'm gonna try hard not to overhype it too much but um it is legit i i think one of my favorite star wars properties period it's 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 that good so um yeah i think you'll really enjoy it um i cannot wait for season two this is literally the reason that people will have disney plus in november and december like there are people that i know personally that will sign up for 6.99 for two months and just watch the mandalorian and and then cancel and and then cancel it after that so um yeah this is uh this is a big deal for disney so especially in the absence of uh mcu yeah fair they don't have anything coming out anytime soon so um cool well uh as we promised next week's episode will be mandalorian only that's that's the whole conversation is mandalorian season two episode one um i would say i mean obviously we're going to spoil the heck out of it so make sure you've watched at least that episode but my guess is probably season one uh season all of season one probably comes up as well so you know well i say that as a warning we don't want to spoil anything if you've not seen any mandalorian uh, probably we, we're gonna tune in yeah we probably want to hold off um and and actually watch it but you have seven days to watch everything uh we will definitely be referencing season one in some ways and i don't want to spoil that for anyone so uh just be aware of that uh two weeks from now we'll we'll still talk about mandalorian for a little bit but it probably won't take up the entire episode uh we'll sprinkle in some movie talk and some other things that that we want to discuss as well uh until we get to the final the season finale which i'm sure will be only mandalorian so keep coming with those movie ideas yeah yeah let them let us know uh we'll we'll be two weeks out from whatever you suggest but yeah because we don't we don't want phil ideas 
Then we now, end up with the Rocketeer. Yeah, that that was my one one idea that I had over the last couple of months, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> sorry, so, sorry guys, I'm looking at you, Caitlin, because I know you watched it. <laughs> I wasn't impressed. It's <laughs> a good one line review of that one. Um, so yeah, let us know what you want to uh, hear about on the podcast. The way you get a hold of us on the podcast is send an email to Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. That's P L U S, all spelled out. Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. Um, let us give us your own review or something you want us to talk about on the show. We'd love to uh, take that advice. We'll probably have, almost certainly have a guest on on a Netflix episode that won't be Caitlin. Caitlin was our honored guest today. Um, but uh, no, uh, hopefully my friend Jake um, is, is uh, me and Grant, both of our friend Jake. So um, all three of us discussing Mandalorian is kind of the plan next week. So we will talk to you then for Mandalorian season two, episode one.